Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Who You Lovin' with me, Corey Dilliston. And me, Rachel Campbell. So this week we're talking about fights with friends, CEOs and it's only the junior cert exam pressure and was it worth it? Who you loving by Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. So since we last spoke, like we've been a bit. So that's really interesting. <laughs> Obviously, I shared on my personal Instagram that we're making this podcast whereas before it was like very much our ugly baby that we had hidden from the world um and now there's people listening but you know what people are being actually so nice like people are literally messaging me and like yeah I'm listening to your podcast so so nice it's crazy and I think like we're both like we both know we're very realistic like this isn't for everyone we don't expect everyone to love it and like we're not claiming to be like everyone will love this podcast do you know what I mean like it it's like if you like yeah, the yeah. stuff we like you might like it's it it's like see when people ask me like so like today I had like a contractor in work who is male and probably I would imagine probably his late 30s um and asked me started asking me about the podcast oh. I was like I don't think it's for you <laughs> thank you for your interest I mean maybe it is but like I I I don't think it is. I don't think he's their target audience. And I also think if he listened to it, he'd be like, what garbage? Like, even like I said to him, we were talking about like, because Connor keeps joking, um, my husband keeps joking about coming on as like a guest. And I was like, oh, you know, because like, you know, like Loose Women. And then he was like, well, not really. And I was like, you've seen Loose Women before though. And he was like, no, I, I'm not. I think he was lying. <laughs> and he was like, oh, uh, no not really and I was like right well so it's a panel of women talking about women's issues but every so often they have their partners on and they call it loose women and men so I was like oh we could do that but you have to convince your boyfriend to come on too we'll see <laughs> so yeah let's get stuck in so Rachel what have you been watching so I well it's because I mentioned it in the last episode I feel like I have to talk about the line of duty finale which I'm going to talk about in a non-spoiler way so don't worry um anyone who is watching it or like hasn't watched it yet and wants to watch it or whatever that's fine um because oh no actually no to be fair like if you haven't watched it or you are watching it and you're quite invested Maybe just don't watch the finale because sometimes I don't watch the finale of things. If I so like the last couple of series of RuPaul's Drag Race, I have not watched the finale because the winner got spoiled before I watched it, and I was like, Nah, I'm not watching it for the sake of them winning. That might be true because I mean I don't know much about Line of Duty. Right? I don't watch it. I started watching it. I think okay. The last time we recorded, I was on like episode two, and then so me and my mom started watching it, and then. I come home one night and she's tucked up about three episodes ahead of me. I was like, Mom, that's not the rules. Like, how dare? I was like, Mom, that's not what you do. So she has since finished it. I haven't watched an episode since. And she's often saying, oh, I was a wee bit disappointed now. Mom's a wee bit disappointed now. Uh, well, this is the thing. So, as I said, I'm going to do a spoiler-free review of the finale because the review basically is 
it was not good. <laughs> not doesn't really tie in with the whole who you loving vibes. Yeah, but like I mean, I was loving the show up until the finale. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't. It it wasn't great. It wasn't great, and that's um. So like the things that you would like to have been wrapped up don't really get wrapped up. The person that you've been waiting what six seasons five seasons to find out who they are like to be unmasked technically yes they do tell you who it is but like first of all I don't believe them mm. and secondly mm. it's naff it's so naff like it it just wasn't but then also I saw because people are obviously like really raging on like twitter and stuff giving out like being like oh it wasn't good blah 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 um it was like um the cast of line of duty won't see your tweet about how rubbish the finale was but your friend who's been running an illegal like organized crime gang will see it <laughs> so like i think that was my <laughs> highlight of the entire ser- series was that mean so yeah it wasn't i yeah i actually i actually wish i had not watched the finale and just made up my own finale in, in my up head. until that point though great show from what i hear yeah up until that point good show and do we have confirmation of another season of it no apparently that's it apparently there will not be another season which is the more disappointing thing now unless they're lying and there will be and it's all kind of just a wee secret fair enough and if it is great they have the chance to redeem themselves but apparently it is not that's it that's it done it's been 10 years like in the making apparently like they have been filming for 10 years so maybe the cast want to move on to to something else you know um but i no i i wasn't so apologies for the we don't like we don't like to give out negative reviews in general and like the summary is that like 95 percent of the series is excellent just don't watch the last episode avoid so <laughs> and so some people might have liked it i didn't i just didn't it wasn't uh, for me it was everywhere i think it was pretty much there is like a heavy feeling of disappointment i saw yeah, yeah. <laughs> unrelated but i saw six by nico in belfast like put up a picture of all the cast well not all the cast but like out for dinner i saw that I like, oh cute yeah 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 cute yeah. they're friends in real life also fun fact um because i was like we'll try and brighten up the mood now after me giving absolutely slobbering about line of duty so kate and steve in real life have the same birthday I did see that. I saw something about that on social media. Like, how fun is that? Like, also, fun fact, not so interesting because most people do not know my mother-in-law, but me and my mother-in-law have the same birthday. What what a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Because, like, fun for Connor because, like, he has to basically choose, like, which one do you love for (laughs) to spend the day with. Yeah, it means you don't love them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, like, fair enough. But also, I believe in his girlfriend slash wife for seven years lifetime of motherhood can you compete no not with queen carol so <laughs> um so yeah what have you been watching this so week? i've been watching and the reason why i feel like it's a bit weak is because i don't know if it's your vibes no but that's not a reason that's not a reason for it to be no weak. Like, i know but i feel like it's not a natural <laughs> conversation for us it's more like um, I okay. watched it at the weekend and then I really, really wanted to watch the Brit Awards so I could talk about them, but I couldn't find the link anywhere. So I'm just going with this. Once again, discrimination against the Republic of Ireland, guys. Sorry about Still number one in Ireland uh, on Netflix and it's Sons of Sam. Have you heard about it? No. It 
is it's like serial killer documentary vibes. Um, I'm not against a, an owl murder documentary. Good, Occasionally. good. Occasionally. I don't, <laughs> I don't like scary things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just remembering you texted me while you were watching Promising Young Woman being like, no, about the scary part. Or what was it you went to see in the cinema? Gone Girl. Can we not talk about that? Can we oh not talk about the fact that I literally wanted to leave, and also that you wouldn't let me leave? That was the worst. They were like, I was like, like honestly traumatized, like genuinely very bloody. If you said to me, "Oh, I'll give you five thousand pounds to watch Gone Girl," I don't know whether I could. No, maybe five grand. Like, <laughs> but like, it, I really, really, it made me yeah. so uncomfortable. And they were like laughing at me, like, "Rachel, come on, you big softy, just finish watching the movie." Like, <laughs> so good, so funny. No, anyway, so Sons of Sam, where it's serial killer, nineteen seventies, New York City and it's not a documentary then a drama oh no like it's real oh okay young women getting shot in like things that they call lovers lanes um and like after discotheques which they were called back then these women with long dark hair and also occasionally their partners or the the Uh man that they're with at that time um getting killed and they so in total this went on for I think it was slightly over a year um and I think six people were killed altogether and seven injured and the documentary features like some survivors some of the victims families you've got like interviews from women on the street being like I'm terrified to go out at night you got people interviewing saying I'm scared for my wife I'm scared for my children I'm scared for myself blah 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 you can see like a lot of the news reports uh, a lot of the fear and terror that people were loving him but the documentary is narrated from the point of view not the point of view but this reporter anyway this journalist or writer um, called Maury Terry who was around at the time he is like writing here and there about the case it's it's like the biggest case in America at the time um, eventually then in 1977 the police catch a guy he's arrested holds his hands up admits that's it case closed police amazing job people are safe this is brilliant life can resume as normal Maury Terry is not convinced it's that simple so he's fishing digging away starts making connections joining dots bringing sort of some of the inconsistencies or some of the things that might have been overlooked by the police starts bringing all this to light and bit I don't want to give too much away he starts bringing things to light anyway to the point where he is obsessed with the case you know his wife is on the documentary said you know it consumed him it was his life it was all about you know this guy David Berkowitz the guy who was arrested he mm-hmm. more I was convinced there was more to it and and he was basically insistent on discovering the truth and trying to get the case reopened and going to the police with this and that and there's links to cults and Satanism and all this to the point where, you know, it links back to 
what's it called like the process and like Charles Manson and all of this your man Maury brings okay. out did I say that already he brought out a book about it the police are like this is a big conspiracy there's no evidence blah 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 the arrested guy starts well for, from the beginning there there were notes left for the police throughout all the crimes and it's, it's so good it's it's one of the best I've watched in a while is it one of those because this is what melts me about netflix is it one of those netflix it's a series yeah so four episodes yeah okay because that was my question is it one of those netflix murder documentary series where it's 10 episodes it could have easily been two (laughs) no to be fair there was maybe one episode i watched where i was like oh i'm my interest is maybe like waning here because it was getting like all about the symbols and the cults and all this and I was like I'm not really interested in that I'm more interested in the psychology and the individual uh-huh. and, you know um but four episodes so it's not that many episodes that you can be disinterested like they really because obviously they did it well with making a murderer yeah and then right and then pretty much every series they've done since that it's like right okay it doesn't need to be 10 episodes mm-hmm. you don't need right. to repeat the same thing for seven of the episodes <laughs> um sorry i really come to the table today with like a negative attitude <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, i'll just do a wee attitude adjustment for the rest of the episode. no this is good it's good it's if you did you watch the night stalker no no this is scary it's another netflix um serial killer documentary but what uh-huh. The, the reason one of the reasons I liked the Night Stalker so much and it's here as well in um Sons of Sam is that this guy Maury Terry it's like the human element of it or almost like you can see you know it's narrated in his voice and it's like I wanted to do this and I questioned that and blah 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 and it, yeah, yeah. I think it's sort of produced in a way that's creative and that's going to keep you interested and in the night stalker it was all about it or it wasn't all about but the one of the main detectives i can't remember his surname but i remember his name was gill and he was being interviewed mm-hmm. consistently throughout and you sort of developed like a soft spot for him almost yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah. So there's more stories yeah like exactly i think that but really keeps keeps me engaged i enjoyed it without giving too much away it's um if you like a wee serial killer documentary i would say it's one of the better ones on netflix for sure and four episodes like that's not that much i watched it in a weekend like i feel like you definitely brought higher quality content to the (laughs) watching section of this week that's okay kale so what are you reading this week so i've been reading asking for a friend by andy osho yes it was your thing to look forward to from last week so yeah fun crossover fact andy osho appeared in line of duty oh fun as a journalist gail somebody gail bella yes gail bella right okay very good so but just just thought that tied in nicely but she is a comedian i think professionally primarily okay um so sort of Reminded me of remember that when you did Chappy Corsandi, wasn't it? She was she a comedian? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is it's just out this year. Um, and it is. I've I've also want to 
make this put this in at the start is that I was listening back to last week's and I know I, I thought I sounded like a bit preachy with the quotes a lot of like uh-huh. inspo overload so I've purposely not got any quotes for this week I'm just like oh no well I have quite a quite a few quotes <laughs> you can offset me um okay. no but this good witty fun I also sorry I also do not think you were preachy last week I was quote overload um if you think Corey was preachy last week <laughs> please contact us at the <laughs> it's like I don't no, we I was like oh I don't want to be like live laugh lovey do you know yeah um yeah so girl boss. but I will say this I do like at the beginning you know when people put their wee what's it called their wee dedications she does say to my fabulous female friends which I enjoyed these three best friends living it up in London city immediately very different personalities different ages different stages of their careers but three best pals and they decide to uh, play or create this dating game Mm -hmm. and what it is is they just pick for each other so there's three of us so I pick for you you pick for person C and person C picks for me um okay and that's it so they'll go each you know they'll take turns and pick which location they go to make make fun with this game basically um Mm -hmm. so you see you know they have different relationship histories will we say um and they all have different expectations from this game and, and from the men that they're in so we've got Megan who's the youngest of the three and she is instantly like you get the impression she's this ball buster she's a woman on a mission she's got her life plan and that's what she's sticking to and that's it and she'll play this game for a month for a bit of fun and that's gonna be it uh-huh. and then you've got Simmy who is in the middle so she's in her mid-30s I think um, and she is a hopeless romantic so she's just through gone through a bad breakup and she's like wary but puts her trust in her friends that they'll play this game and it might help her blah 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 and then you've got Jemima who is the eldest of the three she's in her 40s and she you would by in, in theory she's doing quite well for herself but she's a writer by trade and she's going through this writer's block I would say and then she has her ex constantly trying to cling on to her send her text just she can't get rid of him for good sort of thing so they're all sort of a different different stages relationship wise Megan I should say has a friend with benefits they play this game anyway and as it transpires you'll see that they each of them that you know they'll give it their all and but essentially the the friendship is what supersedes everything else it is a real celebration I would say of female friendship you know even in terms of work travel other goals like they always refer back to like their friendship and you can tell their bond is so strong like they're always thinking about the other two but there is this sort of subplot we'll say uh woven in and there's like a wee bit of tension so you're sort of just anticipating this and uh, it's not really a spoiler I don't think but like it's it's sort of relatable as a whole I think it's it's very relatable you know you know people like this or you've had 
similar instances with your friends like this or similar situations blah 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 um but the tension is sort of from um like I don't want to say dishonesty because that sounds like lies but not being (laughs) fully transparent with your friends and I think that's something that you know you sort of sometimes might have that moral conflict internally about like or like dreading telling people something and all that Mm -hmm. so that comes into it a wee bit as well um is this your subtle way of being like and also while we're on the topic I think it is relatable or like if if you I'm, I'm trying to think of a specific example but like it felt like it was like I feel like um the like with girls that can happen a lot this might be really like stereotypical or sexist and I hope it's not but like where to avoid conflict things are like hidden away like as in oh I'll I'll not mention it and then it all blows off yes yet again you've said it better than me yes Uh uh-huh do you know what it ties in well with because Aoife asked us so we have a friend Aoife hi Aoife if you're listening Aoife asked us to mention the block of cheese (laughs) night So quick, just really quickly, we're saying very little about it. There was a big fight, and Corey was there, and I was there, and Aoife was there, and Corey was. It was after a night out. It was my twentieth birthday. Yeah, we were in second. So and we were so keep in mind twenty. We were young, like, and I don't know why have we not planned for food. It's weird because I was there. Why was there not pizza? But um. And Corey, like in the middle of this fight, wanders in with a full block of cheese, like eaten directly from it. And it was just so, like, it was like the whole world, like they were all, like everyone was shouting at each other. <laughs> and then Corey walked in eating cheese <laughs> directly from, like, as in bite marks in the cheese. <laughs> oh goodness! So, so what you're saying is there was a like a a block of cheese style argument a block of cheese style situation no it's you you, you're right something that like you don't bring up and then of course Uh it all comes to head and I think that I definitely feel like that's a real female like as much and we celebrate female friendships on this podcast we love them very much but I think that because we all kind of hide the things that are annoying us because we don't want the conflict we don't upset anyone and that's how it then like overboils to the point where like yeah totally yeah uh, we've all been there so I mean it definitely would make for an interesting read yeah and one thing I kept thinking while I was reading this I'd love to see a movie version I just think it would translate so well on the yeah. brain um you know because there's that's it really I was just gonna say like there's bits slightly like very briefly brought up about their past like each of the individuals past and you know these possible reasons why they are the way they are with men or whatever but it's mm-hmm. only like very lightly touched on so I think it, uh, it would be interesting to, to see it on the on the big screen as they say yeah I definitely I want to I definitely want to read that book it sounds really good what about you what have you been been reading so this week I have been reading totally like so are you on bookstagram do you like follow bookstagrammers no I do follow like book pages on Instagram, but I didn't know Instagram was on. Bookstagram is a thing. So basically like the same way as there's there's makeup influencers, there's book influencers. Here for this. Yeah. You need to be on this side of Instagram. Um so the the bookstagrammers um kept talking about 
the song of Achilles. Have you heard of it? I don't think I have, no. So they kept talking about it and um I actually wrote it off and like this is kind of this is kind of embarrassing for me, but I kind of wrote it off because when I looked it up on Amazon it comes up as like um a classic. I think it comes up as a modern classic, but a modern classic could be anything from like the twentieth century early twentieth century um and up. So I thought I was like, oh no, sounds heavy. No, okay. It's not, it's not like that at all. Um, it's basically a modern retelling of I think the Iliad. Um, or part part of the Iliad, not I don't think the whole thing. Um, and it's the story of Achilles, um, Achilles of the, the Achilles heel. Um, so Achilles had um historically had a best friend called Patroclus. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but um and he, so like as in in all of those kind of Greek um classics and like the Greek myths and legends, when we talk about Achilles, he's got this the best friend um who is like his loyal companion. So in this rewrite, uh we address that they may not just have been best friends. And you know, I actually was I I wasn't going to review this book. I was going to actually save it just for myself to enjoy. Uh, when I first started reading it because I knew that it was another book about boys loving boys and I had just done another book, the Graham Norton book last week. But then Oh, I didn't know though that was in the Graham Norton book. <laughs> yeah, because the main character Connor is gay. Oh uh, I didn't in the in the I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe I didn't give it away as spoilers. Um, but um, but in the words of the famous R and B artist Aisha Erotica, uh, I do it for the girls and the gays. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we're getting another shout out for um for the song of Achilles this week. So basically, um, yeah, it retells that story um from the perspective that. Patroclus and um, Achilles were in love and uh, hence why if anyone saw my tweet I was like oh it's reminding me of that vine like the bit you know the vine where she's like and they were roommates and then the guy's on the step and he's like and they were roommates (laughs) (laughs) y'all that's it it all starts with like obviously they're they're like boys kind of teenage boys and they're sharing a room and just boys being pals <laughs> um, now it's not I mean it's not like it's not a, a bold book it's not a romantic novel like there's nothing yeah, yeah no it's not that's what I'm trying to say like it's not like that at all um it basically just tells the story of the um the Trojan War and kind of all of that um but from the perspective of a love story okay uh, which is it's, yeah it's really nice and it's really beautifully written it, and it, like the thing is as well if you're trying to get into kind of Greek myths and legends like I had to study them and for that reason it's another one of those ones where if you have to study stuff you kind of go off it um or then it's like oh I'm not, I'm not going into that again but if you want to kind of look into obviously because it's such a, a huge part of like literary history um this is a good kind of like sidestep into it without kind of making things too heavy for yourself yeah dipping your toe in the water um, dipping your toe in the water definitely um and it was it's very good I did want to mention as a baby who is scared of like literally everything uh the description of Achilles mum who is Thetis um she 
uh, is it like a water goddess basically so she like lives in the sea or whatever um but they describe her and like the first time when I was reading it I couldn't get to sleep it was like two o'clock in the morning and they were talking about this woman who is like hold on skin is very pale as pale as bone and she's like really tall like I can't I mean I'm not gonna I'm not holding that against her like uh, <laughs> smells like seawater she's got cold breath um her like it's just she's scary her teeth stone sharp and white as bone like that's scary I don't, I don't like her right so like and obviously I'm a child so I was like reading that being like oh I don't know whether this book's too scary for me. <laughs> um but no what it is is that it's really really well written like even those descriptions are like just like poetic like it's it is it's a very very good book I have saved a couple of quotes from it um I'll not be too lectury do share um but I do because it's just because they're so lovely um so like one of the um the quotes from it is I could recognize him by touch alone by smell I would know him blind by the way his breath came and his feet struck the earth I would know him in death at the end of the world like that's so lovely and then yeah and then another description that's in it is um he is half of my soul as the poets say I just like you have no choice but to love these two as a couple and then I was obviously googling after being like Achilles gay question mark (laughs) I was like I need this to be canon I need this to be true um so yeah it was really like the reason that I decided to go ahead and review it well obviously like I mean I don't really because again I do it for the girls and the gays that's it that was the first reason and the second reason was because I actually couldn't keep it to myself it's actually such a lovely yeah thing. I love it so yeah I'm like I wouldn't I, I want other people to read it it was really 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 nice so um yeah so that is the song of Achilles by Madeline Miller um is the name of the book so walk or run don't walk I was gonna say walk don't run to the bookshop <laughs> Okay, run to walk. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Um, so that's what that's what I've been reading this week. So, um, what have you been listening to then? So I've been listening to this is something I've been listening to for quite a while. Here I come again with another suggestion of uh, a podcast that's just people talking about food. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I I'm one note. That's just the way. I am. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So uh, this, similar to a few episodes ago, I recommended Out to Lunch with Jay Rayner. This one is called Off Menu with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. It's a big podcast. Like most people, I think anyone who's familiar with podcasts would probably know it. Um, similar, like similar setup, basically. Um, they have celebrities on and they ask them, but it's very funny, like the way they do it. It's very funny, but basically they ask them, um, like they pretend they're in an imaginary restaurant and they go okay welcome to the imaginary restaurant and then they're like okay so what are you having for start oh no it's the first thing they ask is like breads or poppadoms <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like okay so what for starter what for main what are you drinking uh and what are you having for dessert or whatever and then they make fun of everybody who chooses cheese board because it's not a dessert um, so. um like i mean yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just really good. And the reason I was thinking of it this week was because I listened to it. And it was Donald Gleason on. Oh, and like yeah, Donald Gleason's just one of those, one of those people. He just he sneaks up. I'm a terrible. Uh, I was about to say. Well, 
he's just featured in a program I can't remember the name of the program but he is um he's just made a tv program with his brother because all the Gleasons are freaking actors so like okay the whole family um so him and his brother have made a tv show and I think his dad actually features in it as well Brendan Gleason um I think it's on channel four and I can't remember the name but I'm sorry for not doing my research um but yeah I was listening to Donald Gleason that's obviously why he was on to promote his new tv show um but he they're all the gleasons are based i think in dublin as far as i know um and so he was talking about like oh what i would have because a lot of people go okay for my main course i want like pizza from pizza punks in belfast like they literally like say exactly what they want from which yeah yeah so that's what he was doing and he was mentioning places in dublin and stuff and he was talking about like i remember one stage he was talking about donuts and things and it reminded me of our daniel like my brother and who i haven't seen hardly at all because of lockdowns and everything because he's down there um and it just really cheered me up so it was really nice like yeah um so like cringe if daniel's listening he's not our audience it's fine (laughs) (laughs) even though we're like 31 and 29 so here to do um <laughs> so yeah so I was listening to that with Donald Gleason but there is also um Dolly Alderton's been on it before legend um Ashton B has been on it before who's also brilliant um loads of people like they've had like ran like Terry Hatcher's been on it which is Ooh. so random and is it just then like just general chit chat about your life no, it's, it's literally, so they literally just talk about, like, the restaurant, but then obviously the stories that come off, so, but yeah, no, they do, they ask them questions too, so, like, um, like, they might ask about, so say they say, oh, well, for a starter, I'm going to have specifically the starter that my granny used to make for me when I was little, and then they go, oh, did you spend a lot of time talking right. with your granny, right. and stuff, yeah, so stuff like that, and then obviously they always try and pitch whatever they're, they're pitching, as celebrities do, um, so yeah, Dolly Alderton, Ashton B, they were some of my favourites. And then they've just released an episode with anyone who was watching Drag Race UK. Um, Bimini Bombulas. Bimini Bimini Bombulas. Um, she like that's really hard to say. Um, they she's just done an episode with them. Um, so if anyone has any interest in Bimini and what she has to say, um that's just their most recent episode so yeah that's I I know I know and I probably will once again pitch another podcast mm-hmm. where people just talk about food down the line I'm sorry that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a sucker for it <laughs> um but yeah what have you been listening to this week so I was I was in two minds I was humming and hawing about what to go with here but I think this ties in with our theme a little bit um well like what we're about to talk about as our topic um and also he's in the news today so it's so I I always think of like how I came across this person so it's someone I actually follow on LinkedIn um which I only really use for work but I do follow him on Instagram now as well but he's called Stephen Bartlett don't know if you've heard about him um his podcast is called the diary of a CEO um, so he is the founder of so- founder and CEO of the social media marketing agency called Social Chain. Um, and he basically this his podcast is like a weekly check in of his maybe learnings that week, we'll say. Um, so he was in the news today as he's just been announced as the new dragon on Dragon's Den and the young right. dragon ever. He's only 28. Oh, very interesting. Because I knew that. Um, who is it that's leaving? I can't remember um, the name. 
guy. Tish. 40. Tish Alvarez. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, he's like, he's a, a vitamin person. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that. He's made of vitamins. <laughs> uh, he's leaving. Yeah. And I knew that he was leaving, but I didn't know. Right, okay, yes, very good. Stephen Bartlett is um, replacing him. And I was thinking about this of like what sort of led me to listen, start listening to this in the first place. And I think it's because if I think of like a CEO, I think of someone straight away, my mind goes old man, old man. I think of middle-aged old man, old white man. Old white man. Yeah. Um, and I think this guy, Stephen Bartlett, sort of bridges that gap. He's 28. He's young. Yeah, yeah. He's you, the things he talks about. It's like stuff that you can maybe relate to a bit more typically than you might imagine with a CEO. Yeah. So that's why I decided to talk about Stephen Bartlett. So I've listened to the first few and then I sort of skipped on a little bit. Um, and he literally talks about so much. He admits that he is a very inside his own head he lives in his own head rent free sort of thing um and mm-hmm. touches on how that's maybe affected his romantic relationships he struggle his he talks about um his struggles to be present um you know and his experience with me- meditation to try and sort of remedy that he talks about his anxieties um but i think he's he comes across as like grounded and like really wise beyond his years sort of thing. Like I think I'm like, mm-hmm. cheapers, this guy's only 28. What the hell? Like he seems to know so much. And I don't like probably just a lot of it is probably down to his professional life. You know, he talks about hard work, 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 life balance, um, this sort of entitlement, um, building self-belief and, time management and confidence and there's just so much in there but I think he talks about it in a very accessible way almost so like mm-hmm. one of the things he, he has a few different analogies and I, I wrote out a few of them just that sort of stood out to me first of all he talked about you know hard work and he has he speaks at like universities and speaks to a lot of young people and all this and he talks about how that there's sort of this sense of entitlement and he was like I don't I don't even like relaying it as entitlement because it's not it's like more like a misunderstanding where people Mm -hmm. equate value with like hours put in sort of thing yeah I think um I think we're, we're talking about I was talking about this today with someone um I think it's almost like the system is broken rather than entitlement. I don't know whether this is the point he was making, but it's like you go to university and you do a three-year degree or a four-year degree or whatever, and at the end of it, you're basically promised. You're told, oh, you go and do that. You work really hard. You work hard through school. You work hard at university, and then you will get a good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and I know there's like a, a sense of entitlement there as in, because you think you're entitled to that job because you were told you were entitled to that job. Mm-hmm. And is that what he, is that? That's the the sort of vibes he's on. And I actually uh-huh. did as well. I remember seeing this on Twitter and I went back then to search it, but he is sort of like revolutionizing education, you know, and he's more like, experience is more valuable than education he actually tweeted 
was that just this year? Yeah, about, you know, university is an inefficient ripoff, is what he said. Um, when you think about that, and I think with work, like, you think about your work experience or your experience working or whatever, you know, it, it is very much your experience is, is what's more valuable to employers is what it feels like. Yeah. And, and that's why I sort of, you'll, you'll know now why I think it it sort of ties in with this theme of, of this week. Um, and just like a, f- a few wee pearls of wisdom, I think he's like, you know, you need to focus on delivering value rather than hours put in sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You need to sort of be, and then he talks about like, using your time most effectively working smart and had this analogy of um poker chips that's like your hours in the day and fair enough three of those are for your you know getting to work washing your usual stuff and then you know are are you using these chips then just to spend scrolling on social media or gossiping with your friends Mm -hmm. or doing you know wasting your time and over the long run how how that will impact you or whatever we love gossiping. <laughs> side note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do they call it when they slide all the chips across? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go. Everything on gossip. But I just think it's it's really interesting, you know, if you're interested in any way about anything work-related or success, you know, and he talks about then like human things as well as said his relationships he talks about um striving to be liked um and things that he's learned that makes him link being liked to being invisible and the idea of conformity and being different to get different results and blah 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 but I'm just I'm a fan of him like I he does He's he's a fond of a wee inspirational quote on Insta, um. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm 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 bought into it. Like I do think he's wise, um, and, and wise beyond his years. And I'm I'm enjoying just listening to. It. And you know he has people on like he had Ben Francis on, well not on, but he plays snips of their interview, I suppose. Um, and he Ben Francis again is like must be like 28 now this was from a few years ago he was 25 at the time and he's the founder of Jim Shark you know one of these guys yeah, Forbes yeah. 30 under 30 and talking about he's big on on LinkedIn yeah, as well, like right like... so they're, they're talking about some of their similarities some of the differences just talk even about personality some of his own employees and people that he's worked with and people you know how we maybe dilute ourselves or what he calls fluff ourselves out for fear of the consequences publicly and, and fear of negative reaction um I, I think it's just really interesting um listen for for that sort of genre maybe you know mm-hmm. if someone said to me this podcast called the diary of a ceo i'd be like couldn't be less interested but yeah, yeah when you consider him and his background and maybe it is just because he's young first of all but he I think he's relatable um, yeah yeah and and I'm enjoying it so would recommend for anyone that might be that way inclined and that brings us on nicely to our throwback for this week and we thought just because it's exam season um for well it's exam season definitely for university students at the minute and it's verging very close to exam season 
for anyone who would be doing junior cert, leaving cert, A-level, GCSE. But I don't think they're not doing them this year, are they? So... Is anyone doing exams? <laughs> Even cert wise, I know there's options. There's options to go for like a okay. continuous assessment base or right. okay. exam or do both or whatever you fancy. So obviously things are just a little bit different this year, but we were talking about the phrase, it's only the junior cert and how when you are 15, that's probably the most provocative thing <laughs> you can say. <laughs> It really was like I remember people saying it to me, you know, because and I think a lot of the time it comes from a place of like, just so you know, it's only the junior side, like as in, please don't get yourself worked up. It's only the junior side. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're 15 or 16 or whatever, when you're doing your junior side, it feels like the most important thing in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Well, it did for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to fall into a trap that we're like demonizing secondary school after our PE rant last week um, <laughs> but you know at the time or maybe it's changed now obviously it's been quite a while since we've done our junior shirt uh-huh you're sort of conditioned to to value the importance of the junior cert and yes I think the teachers definitely really push on you that like this is going to be life-changing and the thing is well kind of yes it is but the thing the reason it's so you need to do well in your junior search to do your higher level subjects for leaving search to do your points for your leaving search to get into university that's it's, it that's all it is. step and stone in, like it's step and stone exactly like and yeah god like i mean definitely i feel like i took the junior search very seriously i took the leaving search ridiculously seriously i mean like obviously you're leaving and this is the thing like what we're trying to talk about here is that like obviously exams are important and we're not going to be like you know like oh don't worry about it. if you're that age don't worry <laughs> everything will be fine because the thing is do try your best but also if your best is not the same best as the best in the class that's also okay to do like and I think it took me until I was 20 to learn that yeah, you're well out the other side of it by the time you realize by that. the time you learn um because i remember and this is a piece of wisdom for everybody um my my belfast mom or one of my belfast moms uh janet oh, i was working <laughs> wait janet um i was working in a hotel i'll not say where but i was working in a hotel in belfast and i was working nights and i was doing my master's degree so i was well well past junior start at that stage and I came in and I'd done um, an exam and I came in and I was like, ah, it went okay. It went just like, it went okay. It was fine. And she goes, well, and her real, real bad. I'm not, I, I don't oh, want her to defend Belfast oh. people. She's like, did you do your best? <laughs> I said, I said, well, yeah, I, I did. I tried my best. She goes, well, then, well done. You did your best. You went and had a big exam. No, fair play. Uh. <laughs> And, you know, it never crossed my mind before that. It never crossed my mind to think, well, I did. Yeah, I tried yeah. my best, actually. And, and that's totally good enough. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think you and I both. Now, obviously, Corey and I did arts degrees for bachelors. Like, I mean, we did arts degrees. But, like, also, there's end abuse against arts degrees. We don't want to hear it anymore. End it's not abuse. funny. It's not funny. Oh, like, we get it. We did an arts degree. We didn't do a professional services degree, like legal or medicine or whatever. 
but we run a very successful podcast. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, this thing we did an arts degree, um, and like similar degrees, and we neither of us work in within that field. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, obviously, if you do an English degree and you become an English teacher, then that's obviously relevant. Or if you do an English degree and you become a journalist, that's relevant. Or if you do. I don't know, like, I'm trying to give another history, and you become a history teacher, or you become a historian, or you become whatever, then that's relevant. We we didn't, and, like, we're not any worse off for it. Like, and the thing is, if you could tell 15-year-old you or 18-year-old you doing your junior or leaving cert or whatever, look, it's all going to work out fine. Yeah. Don't don't panic. Don't sweat small stuff. It's fine, like... So yeah, that's where we're reaching out to the fair exam students this week. Um, I feel like we've done another heavy throwback this week by accident. Heavy, yeah, uh, you're right, we have. But I think it's it's important. It's with... important to say because yeah. I feel like I wish someone had told me when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, And like even the fact that like I'm just getting throwbacks here, Um, the mocks and like you mm-hmm. know like the mocks was your last chance to get it right sort of thing yes, when you'd be doing 100%. your mocks you'd be like well actually our teacher hasn't even finished teaching us the full course yet but uh this yeah, is our yeah. last chance to get it right okay uh uh-huh. do you know that kind of way and it's and I remember recently I think with COVID I'm pretty sure it was this year maybe it was last year but with all the commotion around the exams and will they be cancelled will they be expected to set them and per students and minister for education doesn't know whether they're coming or going blah 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 and it was uh, there was a lot being said on twitter and, uh, and i remember reading a tweet and i can't for the life of me remember who wrote it who it was if they were of any sort of social standing or any significance if it was just random or i can't remember the context and, and i can't even remember if it was a thread if it was a full discussion a full debate whatever but it, it really stayed with me. And it was like, Ireland, Irish people mm. in Ireland are obsessed with the leave insert. And I, yeah. I know we don't know any better. We, you know, I can't compare this to, you know, A-levels or state exams in other countries. But I felt like that was true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my core, I was like, that is like, you know, like, and maybe maybe it is is the case wherever you go. Maybe it's not a an exclusively Irish thing, but I definitely uh-huh. think it rings true to say maybe we're not the only people that are obsessed, but it it is that level. Yeah, yeah. Not like not to again. I don't want to be like everything about secondary school was traumatic. But do you think it's maybe just the trauma? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I'm 29, I still have dreams about, like, oh, I'll sit my leave and search today. <laughs> like, nightmares. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, like, not dreams. <laughs> like, I I didn't hate school, and, like, I, do, I, I don't have, like, r- the the exams were not worse than the preparation for the exam and, and the lead up to the exam. Like, I remember sitting, doing our economics exam, and our invigilator walked straight out of the room like I don't know if I should say that but like walked straight out of the room and we were like we were like I was like show me your graph I don't know if my graph's the right way like it was the last I, exam I of the they'll... season and like yeah yeah they won't remark your paper now <laughs> it was 
<laughs> it was 10 years ago and there was like was the best thing about it was the the wall for the room like it was our school library and the wall is fully glass so you could see uh-huh. them miles away when they were on their way back to the room so you had loads of time uh-huh. yeah yeah brilliant oh. happy day <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask you anyway I was like oh let's to keep things light and fluffy because I feel like we've kind of covered the topic both of the throwback that was exams and also um the like just talking generally about that they they're not they're not as big of a deal as you maybe yeah think. and I think as well like when you were saying that like, the world's not going to stop turning right if the sun will still yeah. rise and also I think like is that a real flex like is that something people try to flex and I was like am I just that you picked your career when you were 15 yeah no. like am I just naive because I'm in the circle of those that didn't you know is it a yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. pharmacists and doctors and yeah scientists I think it's embarrassing at that stage so if you're 15 and you pick obviously your leaving cert subjects based on what you want to do when you're an adult and then you pass uni at 23 28 years it's a bit late to be like actually I don't want to do this anymore yeah gonna take a lot of balls to do that you know and this is what literally what I wrote down as well like if I was to meet now that no discredit to people who pick their subjects pass their subjects pick their degree do their degree get their job in that field and that's them set Mm -hmm. that's brilliant happy days I wish I was like that I wish I straight up knew what I wanted to do (laughs) and made my commitment to 15 and was happy to do that for the next 50 years um Uh but if I was to meet someone and they're a doctor or they're uh head of sales and they came from a background in I don't know like the most unreal like zoology art anything (laughs) like I would almost be more interested in them impressed yeah like oh interesting tell me about your career tell me about your career moves tell me about your life yeah your life experiences what led you to these decisions um and that's no hate at all. Um, but it, th- that would be my defense if someone was like to me, well, your job isn't related to your degree. I'd be like, so what? Michael D. Higgins did an arts degree and he's the president of <laughs> Exactly. And that's all we'll say on the matter. <laughs> no. um, so what are you looking forward to next week, Corey? Oh, a few things, but um one thing that's definitely top of the list is I want to get back into Elizabeth Day's How to Fail podcast I've listened to it in the past haven't listened to it now in a while but I'm really enjoying her Instagram content recently and um her wee wedding and all so I'm just I'm just interested in seeing um what she's got going on and there's a crossover with I feel like she's popping up in a lot of places recently um you know in other things that I'm looking at so I want to I want to dive into a few of her podcast episodes for sure um what about you what's in your list so actually I think I'm gonna I already had did I message you because of your voice message I'm that friend by the way who yeah I'm that friend who like sends like like I hate myself but I do I send like five minute voice notes and in the five minute voice I take like 20 seconds or 30 seconds of it to complain about how long I'm taking (laughs) 
Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I've just realized this has hit the four minute mark. I'm so yeah, sorry yeah. for continuing to talk for another 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> just stop listening. Just stop listening. But I'm going to continue talking. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I made a voice to resume with this. But you've read it as well, American Dirt. Yes. Um. Right. So I'm. Um, I've still read that, but it. I love it. Yeah. It's really well. Like unless I hate the ending, but so far I've been really enjoying it. So because you've read it as well. It means we can talk about it next week, as in like book club. Wow. We're doing book club again, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> Sounds great. Excited for it. Um. So yeah. So that's what we're looking forward to. Um. Don't forget as well, guys. Obviously, now that we're out in the open and people know we exist, uh, you can interact with us on Twitter. So we just have a Twitter at the minute. Um. We might branch out in the future. I don't know, but um, we have a Twitter, and it's at Pod. Um, because we couldn't fit podcast in, so that that's us. Um, so if you want to tweet us there and join in on any thoughts, and we're probably gonna have a load of angry Irish mommies shouting at us for giving out about the exams. <laughs> they're going. <laughs> I don't think they're our audience, but like in case like people are listening and they're like, don't be telling them that. The storm will still rise. <laughs> the only way I'll still love my child is if they've got five hundred ninety points. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's everything for this week. 